Welcome to the Human Podcast. He's fitness, well-being and fun expert, Matt Boyles. And he is author, speaker and a bit of the telly, Jez Rose. Join us as we explore over 23 episodes what it means to be human as we dive into the big things that make us tick. From happiness to creativity, success, pride and love. Listen in each week to be inspired, challenged and maybe, just maybe, discover a bit more about yourself along the way. Hello. Hello. (laughs) You're in a state of flux, aren't you? (laughs) And anger. And anger. (laughs) Topical. Hey, maybe for this week's episode, you should do your best angry growl. Oh, that was like an Ewok. Uh, It was meant to be like a Spaniel, but fine. A Spaniel? Specifically, not a dog. No, a spaniel. That was that was my spy. I uh, excuse me. I spent thousands of pounds and ten years training at the Pauline Quirk Academy for dog growls. That was a spaniel. Oh, oh well, <laughs> who, who am I to, uh, to judge or to correct you? <laughs> it's Labrador Central here. I forgot what a spaniel sounds like. <laughs> hey, if you close your eyes and I bark at you, can you tell me which one it is? <laughs> let's move on <laughs> what's making you angry today jess <laughs> do we do we have to go there <laughs> how long have well, you see, got <laughs> here's the thing just real quick on this because mm. i think everybody listening might well be surprised to hear this i was under the impression for well, i don't know all of my life <laughs> that um Oh, and obviously, and just to, you know, if you're watching, this is why all of a sudden Jez looks like he's in a random place, because he is. Uh, I've moved out of the house, out of the farm. So I was under the impression for all of my life that when you move house and you sign, you kind of funnel towards the exchange of contracts. That's the first stage, right? You've yes. got exchange and completion. And exchange means we're committed legally to legally binding contract. You can't pull out. Yada, yada, there we go. Yeah. And everybody kind of tries to get there as quickly as possible so they can breathe a sigh of relief and go, phew, the house I really want to buy, we're definitely going in, that's fine. Sounds reasonable. And then on completion, that's just all the money gets exchanged, you legally get the keys, ta-da, here's your house. Yeah. So, <laughs> gets the half past three today and the money's still not transferred and my solicitor calls me and says, mm, the person at the bottom of the chain don't have the money. Uh, and I said, when you say it doesn't have the money, like it doesn't have the money or won't have the money. And he said, hmm, better both. <laughs> uh, I said, okay. <laughs> so what does this mean? He said, well, it means that we're not going to complete today. Oh. The money hasn't been transferred at the bottom of the chain. Therefore, it can't go up the chain. And you've got two options. You can either let the people into your house under license or you everybody has to go back into their houses. Oh, so yes. they've been sat there with a removal lorry at the farm for like, I don't know, three hours or something, mm. waiting to get into the house. Mm. Um, naturally, because I'm, you know, a kind person, I've let them get into the house. They've got kids and all the rest of it. Mm. But potentially, this is the bit that I was really surprised about. Potentially, they get served a notice that they've got 10 days to complete, right? And that goes down the chain. Everybody gets served a notice. And so right. the people who didn't have the money today at the bottom of the chain have got yes. 10 days to complete. And if uh, they don't, uh, the chain collapses and everybody has to go back to their houses. Oh, God. I didn't even think that was possible. I was like, well, what's the point in the exchange bit? Like, if the exchange no. isn't a legal thing, that's like someone saying, oh, sorry, I thought it was a tenner. Turns out it's a fiver. <laughs> I got the cash. <laughs> oh, I want to buy that house. And then someone says, well, that's that's £10, Mr. Burlington. 
oh, I ain't got it. Oh, I only got a fiver. And then everyone says, oh, well, back to the houses. <laughs> What's that all about? Well, I mean, the most worrying thing from my perspective, and potentially yours, now I'm going to say it out loud, the people who move into your house, they'll have squatters' rights. You won't be able to get rid of them. <laughs> okay, well, I'm withholding this episode until <laughs> there has been some situation in case someone's listening and going, oh, good idea. <laughs> of course, as a personal trainer, I'm very into squatters' rights. Yay! Mm. Um, so anyway, so thanks for asking. Anyway, what's making you angry today? Well, I, this is interesting though. How angry pigeons in are, the park? Uh, well, always. Back to you. On a scale of one to ten, how angry are you about this current setup situation? I wouldn't say I was angry at all. I don't. I don't get anger much. Interesting. Oh, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I am anxious mm-hmm. now. I am annoyed yes. a bit. Yes. Very uh, disappointed, a little bit less anxious, very little annoyed, but not angry. I wouldn't say I was angry. I'm very laid back, really. Okay. Well, that's interesting because. Does that ruin the podcast? No, I'm no, very no. angry. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> Me too. Girl. There's a spaniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a Shih Tzu, Jez. Like, just, oh, sorry. Just that's a zoo with now. no animals, isn't it? Ah, oh, I see what you mean. God, <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, Terrible. Would anger help oh. you? Well, no, 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 would it? Because sometimes it does, and this is what I'm getting at. Would it help you take extra action? Is there any action you could take that if you were a bit more angry, you might be more compelled to take? Well, I suspect that anger is, I mean, I mean, the big question for us today, I suppose, is when is anger a useful emotion? Because is anger not most often a displaced emotion? It, it's a sort of, and, and very often becomes a physical manifestation of something else. Oh, is it ever useful? Oh, oh my God. Are you kidding? Yes, anger is very useful. Although this is when? something I've only learned recently. To, to help you act. So I think you're thinking of anger as throwing knives and fists and shouting and screaming. But anger can be 1%. <laughs> I don't really want you to tarnish my reputation. <laughs> you know, Jez, it's very knife-throwing. Very knifey. Very, very fisty. <laughs> uh, just anger could be 1% or 2% of oh, I'm really annoyed, and now I'm going to do something about it. I'm really angry that I, I, that I ate that donut. I'm not going to eat it next time. Yeah, but I wonder whether it ever is anger. See, see, anger, I think, is, a, is an easy default emotion. So I'm really angry. But, but you know, how do you define anger? I wonder if it's not anger. I wonder if instead of anger, actually, it's, um, I don't know, uh, oh, disappointment or... Um, annoyance or irritation or well, those are those are forms of anger. They're just Don't different degrees of anger. <laughs> They're just different degrees of anger, I believe. And yes, anger is to do with your values being triggered. Things you hold. Th- you ha- everyone has values. When they're crossed in the wrong way, we have the right to get angry about them to a degree, depending on well, what's happened, the circumstances. Here's the thing: when does cross become angry? No, crossed. When they're crossed. Yes. Oh, I, I know, see. When does when does cross become angry? Oh, twenty three percent. Ah, the science of boils. The Bernhoff sliding anger scale <laughs> <laughs> it was invented by Dame Barbara Bernhoff, 
MP for Basingstoke, 1982. Okay, well, look at that. Um, <laughs> side legal note, this is all entirely fictional. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> Dame Barbara may well be dead. I, um, yeah, I just, I wonder whether just sometimes people, you know, they use I'm angry or they use the perception of anger yeah. as something to help them through something, but that they're not, that it's not anger. It just that their interpretation of it is anger. But if you sit with it a little bit, you might think, oh, actually, what what is this emotion? Is it is it because <clears throat> I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate, and I wonder whether mm. there are more useful emotions than anger, and I wonder whether um, sometimes we assume that we're feeling angry, but actually, it's not anger. It's well, I don't know something else mm. the next time you think you're angry maybe you should reflect on it and think am i angry am i just disappointed am i disappointed myself because sometimes i sometimes i feel like i'm angry mm-hmm. and then when i sit on it and reflect i think i don't think i am angry with that person i think i'm annoyed with myself that i behaved in that way yeah that allowed that person to do that or something and so it's not anger it's actually you know it's internally it's annoyance with me or it's irritation with myself does does that make sense or not Mm, uh, yes and no but what if then you did allow yourself to have some anger to ensure that that thing that that you you didn't let that person do that thing to you again and also why are you so against it being called or being anger itself are you are you uncomfortable with anger are you are you well you just sound like wreck it ralph (laughs) You just sound like you're all right with people going and smashing the place up and just no. like screaming and shouting and that's, stuff that's and being angry. That's the whole like thing. Social thinking that of. sits watching riots going, <laughs> look at them. Look at those angry people. <laughs> Give me another beer, Pierre. <laughs> yes, my kink is watching riots on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> tricked again no you see again you're assuming anger is 100% throwing bricks and shouting okay well then let's uh, what is anger for you let's define anger for you Mr Matt anger is things like frustration it's 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 sort of melded with things like frustration disappointment yes agreed and it, it, I think anger is that energy to change the situation anger is the... to ensure you don't get frustrated by the same thing again well, listen, I learned today. This has been a learning experience for me. <laughs> the definition, according to uh, Oxford Languages of Anger, is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. Right. Um, and do you know what we were saying before, just as a side note? You know, the last time I looked something up and said, of all of the <laughs> like description examples they could give, check this one out <laughs> for, for relevance to all of us. The colonel's anger at his daughter's disobedience. <laughs> oh, that colonel. That... Um, and or oh, this one, you can verb anger as well. You can fill someone with anger. Well, uh, well yes, you can. Like... And provoke provoke anger in. It's not so... like a piping bag, but yes, you can. <laughs> um, I think a strong feeling of being upset or annoyed because of something wrong or bad mm. um, is is good mm-hmm. uh, uh, but, but it's interesting how i you know i sort of instinctively feel that anger isn't necessarily a good mm. emotion to sit with um no you don't necessarily want to stew and stew and stew 
but I think lots of people do and do and do, myself included sometimes. Um, I guess if you feel impotent, that huh? <laughs> you stop stop being silly. What? You know, you know no, the, no. the use of, use of that word in this context. I can't tell if you're laughing. No, no, no. Is that the end of the sentence? No, no, no. I thought you were laughing and going to come back with a hilarious aside. So I was waiting for it. Um, Very rarely. I mean, (laughs) you're going to get two in these 23 episodes if that's it. (laughs) If you feel impotent, I think that's when anger, there's a problem with it. If you're not using the anger. But I think if you use it even just to learn or just to do things 1% differently next time. Because again, yes. it doesn't need to be about a, a rug pulling or a sea change. It can yeah. be about, um, oh, I'm really annoyed about that. I'm not going to let it happen again. And then you don't. It could be like minor, minor things. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. I think I, um, I think it's just so many things there, isn't there, to discuss. Let's change this slightly then. So let's. Um, Hold on. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> What are you doing? I just, just rotated in my chair. I'm, oh, okay. I've just realised I've been recording with the wrong microphone all of that time. So, <laughs> this, this. Oh dear. Um, I, I just think there are so many things to unpick there. Um, okay. Uh, so listen, I, I think you're right. I think, um, I think it can be useful. I think it's it's totally normal. That's the other thing. Um, isn't it interesting though that it becomes a thing? There's almost a social stigma with like you know the whole anger management thing, and mm. uh, it's almost become a, a slight sort of tongue-in-cheek rebuff, I suppose. You know, oh, you know, somebody needs anger management therapy or whatever. Um, yeah. So what is that? Is that that as human beings, if we passionately are displeased with something, or if it, or if it really does impact us? To the point that we yeah. almost can't control our displeasure in something. We can't control our response ah. to something. I think that's what I'm yeah. most interested in. You know, is that is that space that you know? Because we've said all along that all emotions are real. They're all valid, and whether they're positive yeah. or negative, or wherever they sit on your spectrum, you can't hide from them when they happen. They are what they are. So therefore, mm. what? do you do with them afterwards and in order to better manage your anger at something i suppose the first thing is well can you control it or can you not right because then you've got a sort of better choice as to what you can do with it i mean yes but again that that's relevant for any emotion can you control it that's not just an anger thing i know with, with it's anger is probably one of the easier emotions to imagine to imagine oh they've got an anger problem oh they can't control their anger but you could substitute any emotion in there and when any emotion is drastically wild and uncontrollable i think it's dangerous it's i think do you know what i was thinking would be amazing anger not management how to use like kid people in i have talked about lots of things that i think should be taught in school how to use anger like 15% should be taught in school. That would be amazing because then people could negotiate and debate better without going to extremes of more violence. I mean, if we're really talking extreme, violence, shouting, screaming. Like being able to harness your anger, I think, is a good thing. Isn't that interesting how anger is one of the few emotions that escalates really rapidly to almost uncontrollable levels because it it forces us to lash out or hit or punch or, or or be physical with something. You see a lot of people that are angry with their dogs and it's immediately, you know, they hit or they smack or grab mm. or something. Mm. Isn't love the same? 
Well, you don't love see anybody goes, oh my gosh, gosh I, I love, love you. And you see people in Pizza Express like fornicating next to you and you're like, uh, oh, please, you know. No, no, you don't. But people go crazy when they fall in love. They leave their, they, they change their habits. They change house. They change their jobs. They don't see their friends anymore. Like, I think love can be just as extreme. It's not as violent. Well, it can be. People have killed for love. Is that why people have love and hate tattooed on their knuckles? Like those are the two most extreme examples of emotions that we that we see play out in physicality. Well, yeah, I wanted love and anger, but I couldn't fit the R on, so I've got love and Ange in tribute to uh, Dirty Den's well, wife in EastEnders. You could have done your thumb as well. well. I don't have a thumb. I haven't evolved them yet. Oh, okay. Well, then you can't. Um, uh, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, I wonder why they picked those two. Are they the opposite ends of the spectrum then for us as humans? Love and anger? Love and hatred? Yeah, no. Well, that is it. Anger and hate aren't the same thing. No, so they're not. No, I don't, you can't conflate those, actually. No. All right, sorry. I feel like I've been very right. reprimanded today. And I'm not sure <laughs> I like it. I think you're a bit angry today. <laughs> I think the viewers and listeners will agree with me. They're probably, by this point, feeling very sorry for me. <laughs> Bordering on bullying. <laughs> well, I'll just show them your texts. And <laughs> <laughs> Not the pictures. But, no. um, but, but look, there's been a role reversal today because I'm in the dark in the temporary accommodation. Uh, yes. And you're all literally. beautifully lit. Look at you. I and am. I'm grainy because I'm on my laptop camera today. Oh, I thought that was a new exfoliating cream. Oh, there's no need. There's no need. What has gotten into you? I'm not doing these on a Friday anymore. You're uncontrollable, Boyles. Honestly, it's because I haven't actually spoken to many people today. So it's all coming out. It's all coming out. The right whole now. gamut of emotion. By the yeah. end of it, you'll be crying and sobbing and telling me that you love me. Um, I'm, I'm being siphoned. <laughs> oh, well, should we come back? Um, <laughs> so, so when so I think... Anger, I think you're right, it can be useful. I think mm. there is a fine line that we need to be clearly very aware of where anger turns into something that can get very quickly out of control. And, of course, anger fuels a lot of <clears throat> the less positive, less enjoyable, less um, idealistic uh, characteristics and behaviours of the human species because, you know, it's anger that makes people go off and do things and hurt people, go off and, uh, you know, riot and... But it can equally not do that, but, you know, it's it's uh, it's quite a... It's one of our most... Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, it, it, it drives, it, it ignites passion in people. It, it's it's yeah. a very enacting emotion. Yes, but those riots can be a force for good. The Stonewall which, which riots, for example. Oh, right. The Stonewall yeah, yeah. riots, which got <clears throat> us, yes. uh, which got us gay rights. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the precursor to it. Um, sure. Like that anger. That that's what I mean. It, it, it when you're more in touch with it, it allows you to take action, and that action can be for good. It doesn't need to like. It doesn't need to es- when it escalates. It doesn't need to be because it's going to go into a fight. It can be. I'm so fired up, I'm so passionate and angry that this has happened. I'm going to go on a march. I'm going to change things for good. Like, this is what I mean about if we could all... So there must be, There's probably a coach out there who teaches you how to harness your anger, and I think that would be amazingly powerful. Well, if I not, mean, ultimately we should is, do it. It's anger management, isn't it, is what you're talking about. It is, no, because... No, 
Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about before you get there. I'm talking about learning how to use it, not when you're so angry that you can't think and you throw plates. Like much further back down. So if yeah. it's a spectrum, but that's what m- they like, do. No, yeah, they bring you down. But I'm saying, what about if people aren't there? What about if people oh. are zero percent and don't know how to use anger? How to be a bit and don't, more angry and never get angry? Yeah, because it's powerful and useful in the right way. <laughs> yeah. I always think it's really sad, though, at the opposite end of this, when you meet angry people, and they just sort of constantly seem angry. And you think, mm. gosh, what a tragic life that must be. You must feel so tense all the time and so, I don't know, angry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you know yes. what would make me feel less angry? <laughs> yeah. Is it a six-line jingle for Book well, of the Week? I can't imagine you ever being angry, Matt. I mean, I think I've seen you a bit angry once, and I would never, ever, ever leave my clothes on the floor again uh, because Stop. of but I, Stop it. I don't think I can imagine you being a very angry person. Passionate, it, not angry. It, well, here's the thing. I came to anger late in life. <laughs> now, no, no, it's... I know it sounds like a funny thing, but doesn't it? Uh, I I don't think my my parents listen to this, so I'm going to tell you that growing up, I had a very placid, lovely, happy childhood. But occasionally, my parents would have a massive row, like shouting, screaming, blah 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 blah. And so, as a child, when you're learning, I only saw anger as zero yeah. or a hundred percent white hot. Sure. And that, and I obviously was a child just. Scared of it. No, I'm not scared because, like, oh, they're going to kill each other. Just, oh, I don't like shouting. So I didn't get angry with... I, I ignored and pushed everything down for years and years and years and years and years. And it wasn't actually till I had therapy for the first time in my early 30s. And he... And I had never even had entertained the concept that anger could be in, like, different mm-hmm. percentages. And he said, why does it always need to be 100% white hot? And that was mind-blowing for me yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I realized I I'd started to learn how to use anger and it's okay and also the most important thing realize it's okay to be angry sometimes when your values have been yeah. triggered for or when someone's done something for you that's I okay wonder, I have the same experience as you actually and also then throughout my career in medicine that mm. I you generally only see angry at full tilt yeah um and so my experience of anger actually likewise has been uh, you know, at extremis. I wonder whether people listening have the same thing. There will be people I would imagine that have only that their perception of angry is bad, negative, must avoid, can't be yeah. useful, scary. Um, you know, shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, scary. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and I wonder how many of those people have that similar sort of experience to us. There will be people listening. I'm sure that, like you, have a better measure of, of anger. Um, mm. And, of course, all emotions run the full gamut. This is probably a useful yeah. point. I know we're talking about anger, but actually everything can be extreme and settled in the middle and every which bit. So you should never be scared of how much you feel an emotion, but also should be conscious of the fact that it can be, you know, dialed up, dialed down and, and dealt with yeah. and that that helps you deal with it. Um, yeah. Matt, I... <laughs> cannot contain my indifference any longer (laughs) i'm furious (laughs) please have okay the week jingle okay all right then 
<laughs> All right, Mozart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anger is something that some people have. I think your anger should be flushed down the lav. What if you lived like life like a duck or a mouse? Would you be happier or throw out your spouse? Anger on paper is what we'll hear now. Matt will go second if Jez will allow. <laughs> I don't think I've ever corpsed at one of those, but there you go. <laughs> uh, one of my favourites so far. Oh, me too. You're Thanks, sort of diversifying Jesse. as well, aren't you now? <clears throat> well, you know, got to keep the people on, got to keep everyone on their toes. I guess there's only so many things that rhyme with book and week. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, that was the thought process. <laughs> I've okay, used well. up look. Yeah, sorry, carry on. Now You first. <clears throat> Okay, I uh, you will be forgiven for thinking that because I moved out of my house yesterday and I've been <laughs> displaced and don't have a place to go to yet and I'm temporarily lodging at my I mother's. I know where this is going. <laughs> and that all, because all of my stuff is in storage, you might think that this book of the week, this week, has just randomly been plucked from a bookshelf that happens to be in a room that I'm... You know, squatting in. <laughs> but that is offensive to me and will make me angry because I think you'll find that this week's book of the week is yes. very relevant. It's The Tale of Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter. Now, <clears throat> bear with for a masterclass in on-the-spot <laughs> manipulation of fact. Um, <laughs> in shoehornery. <laughs> Beatrix Potter, obviously, beloved international author, and I believe illustrator too, right? She did her own illustrations. I believe that is correct. Um, Building a part up. Now, uh, <laughs> Beatrix Potter and the uh, Peter Rabbit tales are about life lessons. They're not just frivolous kids' stories. They are about, uh, you know, anger and uh, management of emotion. And this one, of course, involves Mr. McGregor, right? And oh. chasing Peter Rabbit away with his gun and trying to... Let... Mr. McGregor came up with a sieve, which he intended to pop open, uh, pop upon the top of Peter, but Peter wriggled out just in time, leaving his jacket behind him. Mr. McGregor oh. was angry about the impact... <laughs> nice thanks, about the impact of Peter Rabbit. These kids' stories, I think, are timeless because they, through, I think, really relevant and um, sort of soft examples, give children great access to understanding emotion and how to manage life skills and life lessons. But yep. we forget about them when we're adults. And I think, just like Winnie the Pooh, just like Peter Rabbit, I think all of these are really useful for us to revisit and just be reminded of really simple sort of lessons, including mm. that I think the sort of takeaway message for me is that we can't all like the same thing and we all have different desires and sometimes the things that we desire influence other people and will make other people angry because they don't have the same uh, desire as us so mm. that is this week's book of the week for me it's the tale of peter rabbit uh this uh these are from when i was little this is why they're in my mum's house there's a little series that she bought me and then clearly promptly took away um <laughs> 
<laughs> Did that make you angry? <laughs> yes, it has now. Um, I don't know whether this made me angry or the fact that there's only two on the shelf and it looks like there were 23 possible that I could have had. So, um, oh. I don't know, maybe she fell out with me. Uh, Frederick Warren Publishers <laughs> Limited, but I'd imagine you can get them anywhere. Beautifully illustrated. A gift for anybody. But you know what? Maybe, just maybe, next time you're in a bookshop, go pick one up, have a little flick through and think, do you know what? There's a lesson in there that applies oh. to me, even though I'm 58 or however old you are, Matt. Um, <laughs> as well as it would do if somebody was three or five. You're welcome. Aww. Good night, puppet. Good night. <laughs> and here ends story time. Um, do you think Mr. McGregor and Peter Rabbit could have resolved their issues with couples counselling? Um, I mean, isn't that what Jemima Puddle Duck does? Isn't she really <laughs> a counsellor in disguise? I don't know. Um, I mean, Squirrel Nutkin gets pretty racy, so uh, I wasn't allowed to read that one. But, um, <laughs> the big boys told you what happened in it. I mean, look at this. Mr. McGregor was on his hands and knees, leave it, planting out young cabbages, but he jumped up and ran after Peter, waving a rake and calling out, Stop thief. If that isn't anger in six lines, I don't know what is, Matt. <laughs> You know, you've correctly identified anger. That means you're not a robot, you are a human. Well done. Matt, I'd love Good. to hear your book of the week. I bet you haven't put as much thought into it as I did. <laughs> oh, you know, just a casual two million copies sold wow. of Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Oh, this is brilliant. I'm pleased oh. that you um, picked this. T tell me what you know. Have you read it? You don't read fiction. No, somebody told me it was really good. They explained <laughs> the plot and I was like, what a great book, brilliant book. Yes, it is. So on the surface, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. She goes to work. She has a humble existence, but she seems fine. She uh, eats the same thing for lunch every day, same thing for dinner. She buys a newspaper on the way home. She commutes. Then at the weekend, she buys two bottles of vodka and a pizza and gets through the weekend that way without speaking to anyone. And then as it unfolds, more and more obviously happens, which she resists and then she meets someone, there's an incident and she's very much like, I guess the opposite, well, she's very controlled in her emotions. Yep. There is no anger. Measured. There. There's very measured. There is, she would say she's a bit judgmental about things and clearly you understand very quickly because of the way she was brought up. Oh yeah, she speaks to her mum once a week on the phone as well. So... You see this woman who is a product of her, her upbringing, her environment. And obviously on the surface, she's fine. And that, that, that F word, I think, is a, is a big problem for a lot of us. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Great. How are you really? Oh, I'm fine. Like, we, we toss off the word fine when we're not really fine. Sure. Now, obviously, you don't always want to go into why maybe you're not fine. But if you always use the word fine as a crutch, like... It's just not always, it's not, well, I don't know why I'm going with that, but don't always use the word fine as a crutch yeah. is what I'm saying. Point is, this book is wonderful. Um, although I, I'm very happy that Gail Honeyman, the author, has sold it to Reese Witherspoon to make into a film. I don't want to see it as a film because the book was so great. And not that books, films and books can't, can, can't not that fil films and books can't be good, that was hard to say, but... I won't be watching the film Reese with a spoon. So shove your make, shove your screenplay <laughs> up your jacksie. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. 
anger. Anyway, I would definitely read this. Very easy to read. Very funny in a lot of times. Very dark and sad and unpredictable. Uh, but really good. Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine by Gail Honeyman. Uh, Harper and Collins. Oh, Jez, who do you prefer? Barbara Harper or Beryl Collins? Oh, I'm a Collins man all the way. Joan Collins <laughs> once gave me a lovely piece of advice in BBC Studios. Um, now, can I just say that, <clears throat> interestingly enough... Yeah. Yes? Um, and once she let me sit in her limo and I said to her, you don't have to park, you can park on the drive. And she said, no, no, I'd rather park around the corner. Um, <laughs> but um, we don't talk about what our book of the weeks are, do we? And I no, didn't, genuinely. I didn't know what you were going to have today and you didn't know what I was going to have today. And isn't that no. coincidence that I got Peter Rabbit and you got Eleanor Elephant? Um, so, but Oliphant. Isn't that weird? We both picked animals in our book title about anger. That's incredible. Oliphant. El- With Eleanor, an o. Oh, they've spelt it wrong. Um, so, <laughs> Eleanor Oliphant. Oh, it's, she's Irish. <laughs> uh, sure, she is now. <laughs> uh, anyway, <clears throat> so, when was the Good last books. time Good you books. were? When was the last time you were angry, Matt, about something? About 30 seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My attempt of an Irish accent. (laughs) Yeah, furious. Uh, It's funny you should say that because I was going to ask you, can you uh, think of the time you were most angry? But let's think about, I'll answer first. Uh, When was I most recently angry? But this is it. Like, you're, you're hoping for a throwing pots and pans, which I don't think I have been. But I can't imagine uh, you like that. I, I'm not hoping. No, for that, that's a good thing. It would, it would be like learning out that Mickey Mouse was a, you know, just every now and again, a little bit of crystal meth. Like I don't, it's <laughs> not, it would ruin it all, wouldn't it? That was his cousin, Crystal Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie Mouse. Charlie Mouse. Um, when was I angry? I don't uh, know. That's why I just asked you. Uh, I don't know. I guess because I think I'm quite good at processing it, so I don't... Yeah, it doesn't sit with you. Hold on linger. to... I guess... Do you know what? I can tell you a time I was I was really angry. Um, and I'll tell you why I was angry as well. <laughs> well, I can't think... Okay, well, let's imagine this was the most recent now, time, now three years ago. I <laughs> I was at a conference for a business network thing and we'd been given these packs and I was quite, yes, I want to be part of this. And we were all sitting on tables at a hotel and I knew all the people at my table and I'd left my pack, like this printout, out for whatever. And when I came back, someone had drawn a penis quite large on it. Oh, in it. And I was, it actually made me really furious. Sorry? How weird. Well, yes, so... It was this guy who thought he was having banter with me, who I knew quite well, but A, a destruction of my nice, clean property. B, it threw me back to, and this was actually, in the end, it it was quite powerful because, useful, because it helped me get over some stuff from school. It threw me back to, like, being at school and people defacing your books or whatever. Mm, And it really triggered something quite primal and emotional in me, and I was very angry with him. And, uh, like, like... Like uh, body reaction flushed, like my cheeks aren't red. Sure. I've got like red on my neck, which I never get because I'm quite good at not wow. being nervous about stuff. Did you throw him across um, the room? <laughs> no, huh. but he Pans? heard from he had left by the time I I discovered this, oh. and then he someone else told him, and he called me very apologetic. Oh, that's good. But yes, so it cleared the air. 
And I, but I used my app. I, I was, I knew how to use anger by then. So I used that and I was like, this is not okay. I'm very angry about this. You have blah, 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 blah. And then I was able to let it go. But even now, I like thinking about it. I can remember like that. I can have a, like a, a, an echo of it. Sure, sure. <clears throat> it's amazing how but, uh, deep sometimes those emotional ruts can yeah. be furrowed, isn't it? Yes. And also like not being out at school. There was the whole, if someone, like, this sounds like people were permanently drawing fallacies on my workbooks at school. <laughs> they, they definitely weren't. And that was just the teachers. No, they weren't. But um, it was that, it, it, it was very much a teenage flush of, I don't, oh, I'm so angry about this. And so there you go. That was proper anger from Matt. Okay. What about you? I don't know, I mean, <clears throat> I was, I don't know, I was in a relationship with somebody and they made me very angry because the way I was treated. But actually, the the only mm. real thing that really sticks out is um, I was at a, uh, this is many years ago when I worked for the ambulance service, we were uh, at a big concert and all of a sudden everything just went wrong. Like there were so many ill people. It was, I mean, it was untrue. Mm. It was, and... I worked with a really, really, really good team of very senior emergency clinicians. So it's not like, you know, there was somebody going, oh, I've cut my finger, and you go to the queue, you know. I mean, these were really (laughs) sick people. Like, we had an ectopic pregnancy, we had a cardiac arrest, we had somebody with miscarriage, we had somebody taking shadows of cocaine, and you could see their heart coming out of their chest, we had somebody else (sighs) who had an arrhythmia who kept collapsing. I mean, honestly, it was just like it was in waves. It was like everybody came out to go to a nice concert you know and seemingly bought all of their ailments with them right Um, (laughs) and it was at that point when I was saying well we can't treat these people on site you know they they need to be in a hospital Mm. when I was asking for ambulance after ambulance after ambulance and then of course the emergency planning officer from the local ambulance service came out to find out what the bloody hell was going on and why all of the Mm. ambulances for the county were at this showground and not somewhere else and then we found out that um, so I was under quite a lot of pressure to triage these people and then we found out that, that somebody <laughs> who designed this event hadn't made a roadway specifically for emergency vehicles so when ah. like 50,000 people were exiting there was nowhere yeah. for these ambulances to go out so there was like they were all trapped and I was so angry that people had let people down like that you know mm. um, and I remember feeling because I think often anger manifests as something that feels like um, it gets worse when we feel out of control and we feel yeah. that we can't do something with it. It's interesting because you touched on that, how, you know, if you can, if you can move it, if you can, if you can uh, own the emotion or do something with it, then that helps you manage it, helps you cope, right? But yep. often anger manifests and gets worse because we feel so out of uh, control and that we can't, mm. we feel like we can't do anything about the thing that's making us angry. I often feel very, see, I'm less angry, just utterly, utterly disappointed and sad to the point of um, of almost tears sometimes when I think about stuff in the world, just, you know, poverty mm. and the social structure and order and stuff. I, uh, if I sit with that too long, but because I just feel so helpless about it, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, five pound a month isn't going to do anything, you know. So, mm. um, but well, well, uh, well. Uh, okay, here's the set here. noises. Is it, was this here's... part of the dog thing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, here's the thing. That five pounds a month appeases your guilt. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't give it. <laughs> send it to me. <laughs> Just send me 60 quid each year. <clears throat> All right. Um, was that quick maths? Is that, is that for yes. real? Five pound a month is 60 pound a year? Hey. You a they don't call me mathematics for nothing. Oh, of course. Mathematics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Um, yeah, so it's interesting. I think that, you know, if there's one thing I've learned over the course of this podcast so far, it is that, that the more we take an emotion that we know we are familiar with, you say anger to somebody, they go, oh, yeah, anger. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. I can. I think my brain can kind of match it or relate to it in some way. I can't necessarily yeah. feel it when you say it. I can't necessarily, as you say, think of the last time I was angry. But uh, I'm familiar with the concept. But that's we go through life with that level of detail of knowledge and understanding of an emotion. And all of this uh, podcast series has made me realise that there's tons of emotions that we have as humans that we don't necessarily grow to understand enough nope. and pull apart enough and sit with and think, OK, great. So anger. Hey, uh, do, do you know, I think we spoke about this before uh, a couple of episodes ago, the concept of having uh, emotions as a visitor to your guest house. Do you remember that? And the, it's a sort of classic therapeutic concept where whatever the emotion is, and if it sort of sets mm. you off kilter a bit, you say, OK, don't fight it. Just say, OK, welcome, anger. Welcome to my life. Mm. Um, I wonder why you're here uh, and let me kind of just go through in my head a little bit and think okay why where has this come from and why are you here and feel free to stay as long as you need to stay but uh, you know maybe we can work out some stuff that means you'll get on your way a bit quicker um, yeah. and I think that's a very interesting concept rather than thinking oh god I'm angry and I don't want to feel angry and just to say mm. okay I'm angry what am I angry about what do I need to do about it can I do anything about it if not Right, what can I do about the feeling then if I can't do anything about the thing that's made me, you know, that's triggered the anger? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and you didn't even get to the bit about the guest house. You saying you you picture it staying at a guest house because then it can leave at any time. Is that the point of that? Yeah, I think the, the point is it's temporary, right? So you are the guest yeah. house. So, you know, you're the owner of the guest house. And oh, I it see. And comes into your life. Your life is the guest house. So you say, okay, welcome, okay. anger. Um, you're here. Okay. Uh, I wonder why you're here. I wonder why you chose me and uh, mm. how long do you need to stay for? Yeah. I think any I guess... withdrawal of free breakfast normally gets things on pretty quick. <laughs> yes, and a whoopee cushion in the, under the pillow. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, now we all um... want to stay in your Boyle's B&B, the fun house. <laughs> it's a whole lot of fun. There aren't <laughs> any prizes to be won. Oh, um, no. uh, yes, but I love actually that, what you're saying about sitting with it and exploring it. It's just that things like love are more pleasant to excavate and anger maybe isn't and that's yes. why we steer away from really yes, looking yes. into it but i think if we do have the courage to bit by bit again not all at once but if we have the courage to bit by bit explore our relationship with big scary sometimes exactly. scary things like anger yeah. i think we can become we can better people because then we know how to use it we know what our triggers are we understand everything around it and i think that that i think is really powerful i agree well matt Great. it's been joyful as always it has, hasn't it? it and really I feel has. not at all angry. No. I've exercised the demons. I'm going to leave you with a little something, if you don't mind. Love to. Can I leave you with a little something? 
Yes. But Flopsy, Mopsy and Cottontail had bread and milk and blackberries for supper. The end. <laughs> Aww, very sweet. No, you're very, very good. sweet. No, you are. No, you are, dear listener. Thanks no. for listening. We do really love and appreciate all of you. Thank you. Yep, and uh, we'll see you over on social media at That Human Podcast. And, of course, like and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Human Podcast. Join us for more fun over on Instagram at That Human Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you're first to hear the newest episodes. And leave us a five-star review. So we can help other people understand themselves and what it truly means to be human.